0: lemonade with Abby Brown and Lottie Trick. A positive news podcast proving that when life gives you lemons there's always an opportunity to make lemonade. So Abigail how are you doing? Very well thank you, a bit tired this week, Uh, played a
1: bit of rugby sevens at the weekend so a little bit tired but yes not too bad.
0: How are you? Very well thank you, I enjoyed watching those matches up on the old television on the old big screen. great to see great to see you well done well played thank you very much exciting times ahead um have you been able to squeeze anything else in between the rugby or is that been the focus for the week yeah focus for the week and actually
1: we had roommates this this like camp and stuff which is actually really nice um because we've been able to like socialize a little bit more um we've been getting like lateral flow every other day which is Um, also been good to make sure we're all okay with Covid but yeah Mm -hmm. a little bit of lax with the roommates which actually has made the week kind of go a bit quicker and feel a bit more normal um, Mm -hmm. which has been really nice.
0: That's lovely, that's really nice. How's your week been? Um, Yeah it's been been busy with work, I don't think I've got any um, fun tales to tell you about this week but I do have something which I think you'll enjoy. Because this is our last episode of this season, um, I looked at our analytics. Jack of all trades over here, just getting a hand, getting a hand oh, in delicious. that, um, and we have listeners in thirteen countries. Do what? you think you could name some of the countries? Take some guesses.
1: Yeah. So does the UK count as one or is yes. it? Yes. Oh, okay, UK. Yes. America. Uh, yes. South America.
0: Is a continent? Yep. So, so is there specific countries? Chile. I'm going to say Chile because she runs from Chile. No, <laughs> doesn't live there anymore. Uh, not, oh. No, not Chile. Brazil? No. <laughs> realising this game Michael, for quite a while.
1: <laughs> okay, let me get more Europeans. Spain? No. What? Ireland? <laughs> no. Was that class kind of UK, isn't
0: it? <laughs> no, Republic of, but no. Um, France. Yes. Nice. Bonjour. I think it's because of my no. French accents that's what's just drawn them in. What do you
1: think? Not my French accent. No, definitely not. <laughs> I think that's
0: what probably has made us lose them before we came
1: and left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else we got? Australia? Yes, goodness. Thank you, New Zealand. Yes, really, right down under. That's 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 crazy. Uh, just, uh, Spain. Italy, Italy. Yep, Netherlands. Yep. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm getting good at this. Yeah, well, well done. done. You're I'm thinking strategically out, now. That's what you need to be yeah, doing.
0: Think... Um, the other ones are um quite wild they're sort of wild cards so maybe should i just tell you or would you like to guess some more
1: yeah just tell me because we could be here all
0: day and our listeners might not want to hear all of that so we could so canada argentina ecuador finland india south africa
1: wow do you know anyone in finland finland so they're not our friends, that's what I'm trying to gauge here. Way they're not Denmark, just our friends who have gone travelling, who are now listening. And Ecuador. There you go, Well, that's blown your little mind, mind. <laughs> look at <that>. your face! <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it really has, 13 different countries? Mhm. That's mad. I mean, you thought it would just be our family and friends who would listen.
0: I know, and you can't even be like, oh, they must have, you know, travelled, and they've just listened to it whilst away. No there's just no yeah. there's no chance of that either so that's lovely so during lockdown one I was in a flat with no outdoor space which was testing to say the least especially during the heat wave and would have killed for a garden to pot around or a balcony um, I know you're in a very different position Abigail and you really got into the whole outdoor space got outdoor activities on the go loving life weren't you I was. I really was. Yeah. Uh, well, a new digital platform is trying to bridge that gap. Launched by Connor Gallagher, Allot Me has been touted the Airbnb of gardens. According to Positive.News, the first plot listed on the platform was Gallagher's own backyard. Echoing Airbnb's founders, who were the first people to post their home on their site, Gallagher's garden has been rented by Corey Rounding of South London, who is the first Greenfinger to use the platform. Gallagher said, I've wanted to find a space to grow my own for so long, but it's so hard to come by in London. The chance to grow my own is brilliant, but it's also so therapeutic. I love how calming it is to work in an outdoor space. Gallagher himself is a recent convert to gardening. He plunged his hands into the soil for the first time a couple of years ago, discovering the mental health benefits of growing his own. He hopes Allot Me will help boost other people's well-being in much the same way, while also strengthening relationships and communities. That Allot Me launched in Mental Health Awareness Week is very apt. So the going rate for a plot is currently between 15 pounds and 30 pounds a month, depending on size. Part of the fee goes to Allot Me, which provides insurance or garden guarantee for those renting out their yards. Despite only launching this week, there are already more than a thousand people on the allot me waiting list in London alone, but this isn't just a trendy capital initiative. People are signing up all over the UK, says Gallagher, though he admits that demand for plots is currently outstripping supply. This is something he hopes will shift as more people become aware of the platform, and the desire for sustainable living catches on further. It's
1: a really good idea, isn't
0: it? Very good idea. I wonder how do you know how big his plot is? Or like the first bit. No, it didn't have any measurements of that particular man's garden, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you could pop round, it's something you would do, is pop round and have a look. So, yeah, with I'm a clipboard, like, with a mission. It, 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 it really is, I'm not even like, we've past you. Oh, that's cool, really cool. So something I didn't really realise was still a thing in the UK was conversion therapy. Um. <laughs> And in 2018, Theresa May promised to end conversion therapy as part of the LGBT equality plan. Likewise, Boris Johnson said last summer, things need to be brought forward. May the 11th, the Queen did announce in her speech that they will be banning after a public consultation, which is great news. Um, And something that is probably kind of you're in 2021 sitting there thinking why is it not done before. Mm -hmm. However, very good news that it is now starting to process be put in place Mm -hmm. especially the fact that Theresa May started talking about it in 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, This will explore how to ensure the ban does not have unintended consequences and that medical professionals, religious leaders, teachers and parents can keep having open and honest conversations. The government will also provide financial support to ensure any victims of conversion therapy will get the help they need. In 2018 they did a survey About 6,000 people out of 108,000 said that they had been offered it. Although there have been lots of debates within religious views why it shouldn't be banned, there are lots of reasons why it should be. So, yeah, that is obviously something that no one should ever have to um, experience, um, that kind of mental abuse, um, because it does leave people feeling very traumatised emotionally. um, And, yeah, so definitely a huge step and hopefully... We can see it's actually being banned in the future.
0: So this story appealed to me because both of us are um, a fan of a bit of a dance as are our mothers. Are. Um, I found some videos of you dancing the other day, actually, just sat there laughing for quite a um, while. Yeah. Um, but this,
1: I um, mean, I've spoke about just dance before on this podcast, so exactly. You know, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so a dance session has been treated to help women suffering with cancer. Move Dance Feel, a community interest company that offers dance to women living with and beyond cancer, as well as those who care for someone with cancer. Founder Emily Jenkins said, when dancing with the women, I can see an immediate shift in mood. Moving the body moves the mind. Participants grow in confidence, physically standing taller and expanding to take up more space and show appreciation towards their body. The women often talk of feeling more energised after dancing. A significant benefit, a severe fatigue, is a common side effect of cancer treatment. Impacts expand beyond the dance space too. One participant, Meryn Barber, said, Moving the body in these new ways has opened up pathways in the brain, making me feel there are so many more creative ways to explore and live my life. No longer restricted by geography, Emily Jenkins is now helping hundreds of women digitally across the uk as well as in other areas of europe one
1: awesome concept
0: (laughs) no it's really really good idea and great that it seems to be having such a positive impact on um, the participants taking part so yeah really really love it i
1: don't know if you've got any diamonds in your life i don't so that's why I work nine to five abs, just as a hobby, just to keep me, <laughs> keep me busy. But Pandora is actually leading the way by no longer selling mined diamonds and will switch to exclusively lab-made diamonds. Concerns about the environment and working practices in the mining industry have led to growing demands for alternatives. Pandora's chief executive, Alexandra Lasique, told the BBC the change was part of a broader sustainability drive and said it's the right thing to do. It's essentially the same outcome as nature has created, but a very, at a very different price. It can be a third of what it is if it was dug up in the ground, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, the coronavirus pandemic had a major impact on the diamond industry. De Beers, which produces about one fifth of the world's mined diamonds production, fell 18% last year. Wow. The fact I don't know who that person, those people are, shows I don't know enough about diamonds. But
0: I think it's a company right? <laughs>
1: yeah i'm guessing so in the u.s there is a big focus on using renewable energy to create these diamonds the largest u.s producer diamond foundry says its process is 100 hydro powered meaning zero emissions not every lab is using renewable energy but it is getting there and they are creating some beautiful diamonds from it too
0: interesting fascinating (laughs) really isn't it
1: yeah i think it's a step in the right direction and i think they've got to start somewhere haven't they absolutely
0: And this story i thought was really lovely uh vivian cunningham's lifelong passion for learning led her to a moment she won't forget over the weekend when the 78 year old great-grandmother was handed her college diploma from stamford university she said to today if i could have done cartwheels across the stage i would have cunningham earned her degree in liberal studies from Stanford university The retired Alabama power company worker, mother of two and grandmother of three and great grandmother of three, spent six years working towards her degree in liberal studies at the University of Birmingham, Alabama. I say follow your dreams. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. It can't be done. Keep pushing and keep God in the plan. She was joined by her family on Saturday for a proud graduation ceremony that she hopes serves as an inspiration. My friends have called and told me that it has motivated them and some of the young ones in my family too. They said, if I can do it, they can do it. She credited her daughter, Tara Barnes, and her son, Donald, and her son-in-law, retired Army Colonel Rob Barnes. I felt like I wanted to quit at times, but they were behind me 100%. They kept pushing me. Her daughter told today, "We're so elated." She set a goal, and it took her a little journey to get there, but she finished it. She really has motivated our family. So there you go, Addy. In a couple of years' time, maybe if a couple of decades' time, you could just turn your hand, go back, live out your dream, okay. get your degree, enjoy it. The
1: likelihood is slim, but it could happen. Um, and I guess for her, that she kind of had something to focus on, which is also kind of nice. Um, not for me, but yeah, nice. Keeping the brain something. young. Yeah, very true. I or had. Are going to use it now? Maybe, or if you just got it, because
0: yeah. When I used to teach English um, in Spain, I had some ladies in their sixties and seventies who just came to keep their brain ticking over, which I think is very admirable. Ab- yeah. No, it is. Yeah, I don't know if it's different if you're learning a language though. Why?
1: I don't know now I've said it. <laughs> that was such a
0: bizarre mistake. <laughs> I like, yeah, I don't know really. Cause it's more, is it the, maybe the, it's, the format's more casual maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so maybe,
0: mm-hmm. I'm sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we spoke a lot, especially on the pod about doing our bit um, with recycling and trying to help the planet. I'd just um, but like, there to is... like, like
0: everyone to know that I don't know if I support the use of the word pod to describe this podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure. I... Oh, come on. I'm not sure that's We something... are on the pod. I think it could catch on. Okay. People say it. People say the pod. We're on the pod. How's the pod? People say it. I'm going to push for it. <laughs> there is a new technology that breaks down any kind of plastic polymer into its constituent elements for recycling. This new technology uses superheated steam to wipe out the chemical bonds holding the monomers together. Owned by Mura Technology, the process is known as Hydro PRS, and it's particularly special due to its ability to break down plastics normally destined for landfill. It can remove biological material like food scraps clinging to the plastic, which can sometimes prevent plastic from being recycled. What is left after this process are oils and chemicals ready to be resold to manufacturers to make new products. Rebecca Powell, the UK Under Secretary of State to the Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs says, by investing in these truly groundbreaking technologies, we will help to drive these efforts even further. And I look forward to seeing them develop and deliver real results. And someone that does back this new technology is the man himself, David Attenborough, saying that plastic in our oceans should never have found its way there in the first place. Hopefully, with all of this new technology, we can then pull it out, and it can be turned into something greater and a new product, and actually properly decompose these plastics. So, fingers crossed is all I can say for new technology.
0: Very good. I think your explanation made more sense than mine two episodes ago. I think you <laughs> all have kept up with that. Um, yeah, I hope fingers crossed for that. Narration. I have to apologise if people can hear a low rumbling in the background of our recording because there is a helicopter about to land in the hospital next to my house so it's very have you ever seen that before Gosh. no helicopter I haven't a landing on a building
1: I actually haven't I was just thinking that it's quite something actually there are quite amazing people pilots that drive it, aren't they mm. Quite fascinating. Have you ever been in a helicopter?
0: Mm-hmm. Is it cool? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I'd like to do it.
0: It's cool. I was watching one land on the hospital um, the other day whilst I was running, and then ran into someone because I was like <laughs> looking back. It's a cold, COVID-safe, isn't it? Panting and so running straight <laughs> into them. When you them?
1: said you haven't got a story, <laughs> it's I need Day in was the one. life. Day in the I life. Knew there
0: was one. <laughs> Um, So we know that unsustainable construction has had devastating effects on insect habitats including bees but a new conservation project aims to address that by creating a network of wildflower superhighways across the UK 10 years in the making the Bee Lines initiative was launched by the insect charity Bug Life on Tuesday and has already generated interest from unexpected quarters Paul Hetherington from BugLife said, Off the back of the launch, we have had house builders rigging us up, asking how they can incorporate the network into house building so it could have a really positive effect. BugLife has spent the last decade mapping potential routes for the insect superhighways, often at considerable cost. Access to the land use data needed to create the map costs around £2,500 per county. Then there was the hours of time needed to collect the data and identify the best routes for insects. On first inspection, the resulting map looks like something the AA might have produced. But rather than roads, the red lines highlight proposed wildflower corridors that will join the dots between fragmented insects, habitats and perhaps help in a small way to reverse the decline of the UK's wildflower meadows. Sorry, I've never realised how hard it is to say flower. <laughs> I don't know why I'm struggling with that. <laughs> Heatherington said the proposed highways are more like a stepping stones than continuous corridors of flowers. And he told Positive.News that if just 10% of the proposed network comes to fruition, that could be enough to give the UK's ailing insects a boost and a route out of habitats that become too hot due to the climate crisis. Another project near Bridge North, a town in Shropshire, is currently underway. It will see a 10-mile strip along both banks of River Severn planted with wildflowers. A lot of that is formerly arable land, so there is a positive land change there, noted Hetherington. And in Norwich, Bug Life has been working with Network Rail to plant wildflowers along a one-mile stretch of track. Anyone living along one of the proposed routes can get involved in the project. All they need to do is let their lawns grow, or even just create a small herb garden, which Heatherington likened to creating a motorway service station for bees. Oh, I like that. That's I like lovely. that a lot. <laughs> that's That is cool. a lovely image. Have you ever seen the film um, Be- Bee Movie? Bee? Oh my god, <laughs> yes. that's so good.
1: That's all I was thinking about just then, the bee movie, and like actual bug's life. <laughs> So, my last story is actually another ban. Um, South Africa have announced plans to ban breeding lions for hunting purposes and also for petting cubs. There was a two year study into controversial practices of captive lion breeding and found that these practices risked conservation efforts and harmed wild animals. Barbara Creasy, the environment minister, said, We don't want captive breeding, captive hunting, captive petting, or captive use of lions. There are over 8,000 lions thought to be in captivity in South Africa, compared to around 3,500 in the wild. Hunting lions in the wild is still allowed because it provides a lucrative source of tourism revenue. However wrong I might feel that that is, that is what Mm -hmm. is allowed apparently. Um, The panel are reviewing policies and regulations on lions, leopards, rhinos and elephants, however hopefully this announcement is the start of helping those animals in the captivity for all those wrong reasons that have been in captivity or about to be in captivity. But again, it is a step forwards, something that we probably didn't realise was happening because obviously it's not common to have lions in this country. Um, (laughs) So probably hadn't really realised, but yeah, definitely a step forwards in a, a ban that needs to have happened a long time ago.
0: Definitely. Did you ever watch Stacey Dooley's program on... Um,
1: yeah, I think so, I love it On Stace.
0: rhino hunting or something.
1: Yeah, I think so, of the, um, what are they called? Horns. Horns. I was <laughs> <laughs> gonna call them tusks, but I think that was another program I watched, on the elephants, terrible, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. absolutely terrible. But, moving in the right direction. <laughs> moving we'll in the right
1: direction. <laughs>
0: so that brings us to the end of episode 10 abby can you believe it season one episode 10 can't believe we've had that much to say
1: and not me well it's not
0: that hard actually is it it's me and you (laughs) um so yes that is the end of season one but we will be back we're really excited um we're going to be bringing some new ideas to the table around august time Um, And we will let you know when we will be launching again. Thank you so much for listening to this season. We really, really do appreciate it. And we hope that you continue to share it with your friends and family or whomever.
1: Thanks everyone for listening to our first season of Making the Lemonade. It's been thoroughly enjoyable to record and find out all these really cool stories for you guys. And hopefully you guys have enjoyed listening to them and bringing that bit of positivity to your day um anything you want to find out about the stories for episode 10 will be in the show notes and we hope you guys are all good and keep shining that positivity throughout your life
0: (laughs) by Abby Brown (laughs) a cool girl an absolute cool girl um yeah we look forward to speaking to you very soon look after yourselves see you soon bye um, the Community Choice Award in the Oceanographic Magazine's Ocean photograph fo- Community Choice Award in the Oceo- <laughs> Oceano- Oceanographic <laughs> This <clears throat> this photo actually won a Community Choice Award in an Oceanographic Jess, how the hell do you say this? <laughs> two kittens next to a sadly dead adult um, they decided to rescue the kitten sorry, does that sound like I was like a bit flippant about the cat being dead? <laughs> a
1: little
0: bit <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how to say that um, One woman actually sort crochet, of crocheted Crocheted?
1: Crocheted, crocheted. crocheted. <laughs> Is that like a, like a fabric doll? No, that what it
0: is? Neil Colquitt Neil Colkeyh... I can't... Neil <laughs> Col... Keyhown. Neil Colkeyhown. I've um, washed your hair in a
1: single once. <laughs> it didn't surprise me, I don't know if I... <laughs>
0: Welcome to making the lemonade. Mm. Welcome to. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, an, the Australian Centre of Prec- Precision Health in Adeline. Adeline. Adelaide. Let me say that one again. <laughs> Adeline. Isn't that AM sound of music? Vice.
0: Oh. Are you trying to say Adelaide? No, you- <laughs>
1: right. Let me say that again. <laughs> But the Australian Centre of Precision Health in Adelaide. Says <laughs> I don't the think, think that is right. It's a, it's a place. Yeah, Adel- but I
0: don't think that. Uh, spell it for Adelaide.
1: me. Adelaide. A D E. L A I D E. Adelaide. I think it was Adelaide. Adelaide. Adelaide, How are you saying it? Adelaide, Adelaide. <laughs> what? <laughs> Adelaide. Adelaide, not Adelaide.
0: This is actually just oh, Laurent Lombard <laughs> Lombard. So my first story is actually about
1: a horse doctor. I don't oh. know if you've seen it. Um and
0: a horse called Peyo or Peyo. Sorry, it's, it's a horse practical. doctor normally known as a Vet. Or are they specifically called? No,
1: it? no, no, sorry, this is an actual horse. <laughs> I look forward to working with members to shape and implement the policy responses we need to get the global economy <laughs> economy Abby, economy we need to get the global economy <laughs> <laughs> economy. <laughs> I'm just going to say that word.